Thank you for joining us for Light on the Path, an ongoing conversation designed to encourage you from the Word of God as you walk with Him. Please take a moment to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd also love to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship at Eastside Baptist Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Be sure to see the show notes for more information and connect with us online at eastsidethomasville.org. Thanks again and enjoy the episode. Good morning and happy 4th of July weekend. We are celebrating this weekend our independence uh, from Britain as a country, but we're celebrating today our dependence on Christ and the, and the salvation we have through him. My name is Bill Warren. I'm the assistant pastor here at Eastside Baptist Church, and I am excited to have with me across the table, Pastor Sean Jacobs. Good morning. I'm glad to be with you all this morning. I was thinking, Pastor Bill, as, as we celebrate our independence tomorrow, I am grateful that we celebrate the beginning of a country that really was founded because we wanted religious freedom. We wanted to be able to worship God and be around the truth. And I think we're what we're doing today is a result of that. I'm, I'm thankful for that. It's a very appropriate celebration of our Independence Day by spending time uh, diving into the Word of God and, and enjoying uh, the benefits of the vision of our founding fathers. So grateful for that. It is something to be thankful for. I know there's a lot of people around the world who uh, would love to have that that foundation for their their culture, their country. Today, excited to get back into the Word of God today as we continue our, our, our walk down the path, looking at the Word of God and what it has to say to us as Christ followers. And today we're going to dive into uh, this beautiful invitation that we have as followers of Christ to be part of God's gospel work. Uh, we have this beautiful story of redemption that God, our, our creator God, established before the foundation of the world. But the only reason that plan, that, that, that path was put into place was because we as God's creation chose to rebel against him. And so we have this, this beautiful story of redemption that originates in man's rebellion against God. And yet we have a beautiful invitation from that creator God to engage in the work of redemption. And so I think it's a, a, a beautiful picture of God's goodness, God's graciousness, God's desire to, uh, to, to restore fellowship with, with his creation. One of those people who I think best lived out the passion with which we are to share the gospel is the Apostle Paul. Uh, most of us as Christ followers have a, an understanding of Paul's life, but Paul spent the first half of his life um, engaged in religious activity, uh, activity that I think he genuinely believed was God's call for his life. He seemed to be genuine in his desire to serve God, uh, and he was busy about it. He was doing it well, but uh, God, in his goodness and in his graciousness, reached down and kind of knocked him off of that path and invited him into a new path. And uh, we see that testimony that Paul gives of that conversion in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And it's all driven, Paul's passion for de declaring the gospel, he tells us in verse 1, was all driven out of a recognition of the mercy that 
he had received. And that is the beauty of the gospel. It's that God reaches out to us as we are uh, intentionally intentionally choosing to pursue other paths. God reaches out to us, uh, gains our attention, knocks us off our, our, our path, and calls us into a path of, of submission and service to him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely something we need to recognize about Paul, that Paul was a very dedicated person even before he was saved, even before he mm-hmm. became a Christian. And um, quite frankly, he was one of these people you're getting ready to read, read about. He was blinded by the God of this world. Yeah. We see evidence after evidence that he genuinely thought he was doing the right thing. He was following God already. And then to be told when God knocks him off his horse that I'm the one you're persecuting, I can only imagine as the scales are being removed from his eyes and he realizes what he's been doing all these years. And he hasn't just been doing it casually. I mean, he has been given at 150% the feelings and the emotions that had to be flooding Paul. All of a sudden he's realizing the God he thought he was serving, he's actually hurting. And now he does a 180 and we see this right here, you know, in Second Corinthians, like you read, Pastor Bill, as we have received mercy, we faint not. And that motivation, it's, 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 uh, it's evident throughout Paul's life that that, that factor, that motivation, that truth just was the fuel that, that, that drove him to his life of service. Um, it, it's interesting, as he, as he wraps up this testimony, he talks about the fact that it's, there's a warfare going on between the light and the darkness and the God of this world. Satan blinds the minds of those which believe not. But in the end, Paul... Um, I think emphasizes his understanding of his role in this battle. Verse six says for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So creator God has a purpose, a command. The light needs to penetrate the darkness for that purpose. He has shined in our hearts. Paul says to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Paul says, God's purpose in my life, God's purpose in redeeming me and showing me mercy was for me then to go out and show that same beautiful testimony of the gospel to those I come in contact with. And, and I think we all know that reality. We've grown up in a culture that, that has emphasized the idea of, testi- or of testifying to the work of God in our life, of soul winning. But we find ourselves, I think, so many times caught up, just lost in the busyness of life. And I don't know about you, but our schedule uh, is out of control. There's always something pooling for our time and our attention and our focus. And so sometimes whether it's the busyness of life or intentional pursuit of earthly things, we may lose that motivation or that maybe that, that awe of the grace that God's extended to us and the opportunity that God invites us to be part of sharing the gospel. And I think, um, if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, just as Paul was to remind ourselves on a daily basis of the mercy of God extended to us, that we'll find ourselves, the, the gospel being shut out by the world around us. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're exactly right. Because I, I, th- I know, so I, I grew up in this culture that, that we were constantly being guilted into go out and do soul winning and pass out tracks and why wouldn't you do this and you know, all these verses that are brought up to make you feel bad that you're not witnessing. When Paul is just giving a very genuine, um, oh, how do I want to say this? 
he's just being very truthful. Listen, I, I give, was given 100%, 150% before I got saved. I know the truth now. I'm not going to let up. I know what God did for me. And, and we all come to Christ at different ages. And I, I think this is just something that we need to do intentionally is make those intentional reminders, like you said, you know, where would I be without Jesus Christ? You may not even be a member. Maybe it's been so long. You don't remember what it was like before you got saved, maybe. But And maybe um, you've grown so much since then. That's really just a distant min- ministry to you or memory to you. But we can all look back um, and see and be blessed and be thankful for I know where I would be. In some sense of the of the word, some sense of the picture, I know where I'd be without Christ, and let that um, motivate me to tell others. Because I don't think any of us that are saved think that other people don't need this. None of us think that this isn't a good message. It, that's not the danger. The danger is lacking in motivation. I wonder too. Um, I think you're right, Pastor. I think we all recognize that everybody needs the gospel, the message. I don't think it's a a concern about the message that we're delivering. I do wonder sometimes though, why that when we see the impact of a broken and fallen world, the impact of sin in our culture around us, why that doesn't drive us to, to, to thoughts of mercy, but we should be repulsed by sin. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a proper response to sin, but I don't, I, I wonder why sometimes that um, vision of sin of the manifestation of sin and culture around us doesn't drive us to so to to the idea of of sowing the gospel into community. We, we so oftentimes we withdraw. We see the the reality of sin around us and we withdraw. Uh, it, it, it it we know that's what motivated Paul because he says it's because of the mercy that's been presented to me that I'm not there. I know what I was. Um, so I wonder why we're not motivated by that same truth as we see the impact of sin around us. Yeah, good point. I wonder if, if part of it and lack of motivation would be that we've lost sight of really what it did for us. I mean, you see hmm. Paul, Paul is very aware, and he uses those, even those same words, of the blindness that was removed from him. And I don't know, I can look around at the world and it's like, I mean, this isn't even going to work. Hmm. I know it's a good message, and they should believe it, but I'm going to share it, and they're not going to want it. I'm going to share it, and they're just going to remain in darkness. And even though I would never say that out loud or even think that those specific words, that's kind of the mindset that I can take on, that I know what it did for me, but it's not going to work for them. Hmm. you know. And, and that's really deception on my part. I've accepted something false, and maybe, maybe at those times I just haven't remembered um, the darkness that I was in. That's, you know, that may be a good point. Like, I wonder too, if, if I truly believe that were it not for the grace of God, that's, that's the life I would be living. Um, as we look, you know, we look around us and we see evil all, all around us. Uh, those of us that maybe were had the benefit of being raised in Christian homes and saved at a young age, beginning this process of following Christ at a young age, we, we maybe in our pride don't, don't truly see that that is where I would be were it not for the goodness of God in my life. Yeah. There's no doubt Paul recognized that. Paul recognized, and maybe because he was saved off of a path of um, an extreme oppression toward toward yeah. doing doing very extreme things that he thought were good or right, but doing evil things. Uh, he that drove him in his desire to share the gospel. 
in, in one of those classic passages, though, that we use in the presentation of the gospel, Romans chapter 10, uh, if you're familiar with the Romans road, Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13 are, are, are destinations, are, are, are milestones on the Romans road, and we've quoted those many times. There's this beautiful picture, though, of the offer that God extends to us to be part of the declaration of the gospel. And I want to kind of close out our conversation today just refocusing on this truth, on the fact that we have the privilege of being part of the declaration of the gospel. Picking up in verse 14, God has laid out the truth that there is a path to redemption through confessing with the mouth of the Lord Jesus and believing in the heart that God raised him from the dead. And then he makes this change in verse 14. It says, how will they call? How will they go through the process of calling on God? How will they believe? How will they call on them, on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It's amazing to me, Pastor, to think about the truth that the, the all-powerful, omnipotent God, creator of the universe, who could, by just the snap of a finger, project the gospel truth into all the world, chooses to allow the very reason for the need of the gospel to be part of the, the path of, of redemption, of declaring truth. Um, it's a beautiful um, a beautiful calling that we received and and or, go ahead pastor yeah and and i think it's it's interesting to me in verse 14 that he basically says we are the only way they're going to hear mm-hmm. we know in romans 1 psalm 19 we know there is a general revelation of god to all humanity that there is a god we see it in creation um, we see his his power his godhead you know the invisible things of god are clearly seen to us, um, you know, Psalm 19 says that it goes out into the earth in all languages. There's not any language where it's not understood. There's a general revelation. You know, I've been arrested by this thought for so many years. I think it was Pastor David Platt who said most of the world has enough knowledge of God to send them to hell. Hmm. They have enough knowledge of God that there is a God, and they really have to suppress it and ignore it like they did in Romans 1. And which then their, their minds are darkened, they become blind, just like we just read in Second Corinthians. But there was a knowledge there. And here is the gospel call, is it not? Here's the reason we're involved in missions. Here's the reason why some of um, those who, who know us and how if you're in a Baptist church, you have missionaries come in and present um, their ministry, their call to go out and to spread this gospel, to be that person that has those beautiful feet that bring the gospel because God has chosen that this is how I'm going to tell others what to do with this knowledge. This is how I'm going to tell them. And if you don't go and tell, how are they going to call? Because they can't call if they don't believe. And they can't believe if they haven't heard how to believe. And they're not going to hear if there's not a preacher. And guess what? There's going to be no preachers if nobody goes. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Well, let's be honest, some of us see that differently. Be a preacher? That's not beautiful. Uh, Be someone that goes out and and just dedicates my life 
And I'm not talking about how you make your money or pay the bills. I'm just saying what's first priority? You know, is my life about taking this message and being this person that God is talking about here? Or is my life about, you know, making my home down here, building my little kingdom? I just realized that I'm not the one running this podcast, so you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think you summarized the truth in this. We see throughout Scripture time and time again. The call um, to, to declare the gospel is not an isolated call. It's a call that's, that's repeated throughout Scripture. Each of us, as recipients of the gospel of grace, are called to go. And as we go through life, as we go through life, our, as we go through the daily events of life, our purpose, if we have this eternal mindset that Paul displays in Second Corinthians, will be to marinate on the truth of the mercy presented in my life and then to just declare that to everybody we come in contact with. Amen. And you know, we've seen we see it in in um in in characters in scripture where they live a life submitted to who God is and 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 living out the uh, the reality of God. And God uses that testimony to point people to the, to, to the truth of him and the need for him. And so it's not a complicated process. Uh, it's just us being faithful and following the shepherd, us being faithful in then declaring what the shepherd has done in our life and is doing in our life. And as we do that, uh, the, 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 the gospel message is perpetrated throughout the world. And, and uh, so it's not a complicated process. Uh, and I think the challenge for you and I as Christ followers is to, to, to find the joy that Paul found in the work that Jesus had done in his life, the redemptive work that he'd done in his life, and then to make that our passion as we go, our, our, our fuel as we go forward, to, to joyfully accept the invitation that God extends to us to be part of this beautiful gospel ministry. And, you know, I, I think sometimes maybe this can seem a little intimidating to some. Hmm. Um, you know, like, well, I would do it if I really knew how or, you know, I'm afraid if I open my mouth, I'm not going to know what to say when they respond or, you know, the list goes on and on. But I love what he says that right there in Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I know as a as a people, we come up with programs and ways to do this and stuff, but Really, let's, let's just be honest. It's just us presenting the Word of God. And it's really that simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it's that simple. And we need to be students of the Word. That's really the point of it all. We need to be hearing the voice of our shepherd as we've talked in weeks past. We need to be in tune with what God is saying and then willing to turn around. And there's some confidence that comes with that. There's security that comes with knowing God and hearing His Word. And then we're more comfortable now sharing His Word because it's not about a slick program or anything like that. It's about the Word of God getting out just like it impacted our hearts and lives. Now we want to share it to impact others. And yeah, it takes work, but it's not super complicated as, as you said, brother. And, and really, if we're, faithful in, if we're faithful in our walk with God, if we're faithfully hearing the voice of the shepherd and following the paths that he's laid before us, God's at work in our life. And, and all the gospel is is a testimony. It's us retelling what God has done in our life. And so Amen. maybe part of the, the struggle, the difficulty we have is we don't have a current faith story. We don't have a testimony of what God's doing currently because we're not listening to the voice of God. And so we, we, do, we, do re, we resort back to programs. And, the, and there's not, it's not a bad idea to have a plan. Um, 
as we share the gospel, but it shouldn't be a a scripted conversation. It's it's yeah. it's us being comfortable to talk about the God we know and what He's doing in our life. And as we do that, it draws people into a curiosity about our Savior, which opens a broader conversation. And so, take joy in the fact that God has redeemed you and called you. Uh, let that motivate your conversation as you go into the world and be part of this beautiful process of declaring God's truth, the gospel of the good news of Christ throughout the world. Take that with you this week as you go. We look forward to seeing you guys here at Eastside Baptist Church on our fellowship groups on Wednesday night and uh, look forward to hearing testimony to what God is doing in your life.